You are now listening to Kindred Spirits Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Kindred Spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. Uh, we are back. Uh, we uh, took a little bit of a hiatus. I think we, we planned to maybe give the spirit a little bit more coverage, uh, but it was a difficult time for both of us. We're back to give you a little bit of thoughts. Also, to talk a little U.S. Women's National Team. We kind of maybe dropped we the were, ball a little bit on that. We were on national team duty, Ted. That's just what it was. Both of us <laughs> were called up over the course of this break, and you know, unfortunately for for listeners, there were there was no Mariana Speckmeyer on the podcast front to come in and, and, and uh, secure some points. So we are where we are. If you are uh, watching this live or if you're not, I guess I am doing this from a hotel room in Indianapolis. Ted is uh, in his freshly air conditioned. Uh, freshly air conditioned. Just very freshly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think we, uh, we are, uh, you know, we're, we're happy that the national team players are coming back and <laughs> we're going to talk about sort of how the spirit navigated this. We talked, I think the last time we had a podcast was, looking at the month ahead of how this is going to go. And uh, I think it, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. And I, I think, I think we're probably our national team review. I mean, there, there are so many other podcasts out there. This has been talked to death. We're definitely coming late. I think what the perspective we're going to take is we're just going to, we're going to provide the spirit perspective on the national team. Um, we have thoughts there. about the uh, Megan Rapinoe. We have, we have really <laughs> hot, 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 hot things. We'll, we'll about- those in, but I think we're going to come from a primary perspective of, of the show that we care about, which is the, which is the Washington spirit. Um, let, let's, let's, let's get into, let's maybe get in a little bit of the results. Obviously uh, the spirit, Entering the Challenge Cup, all order, uh, trying to make it through. And I think pretty much any hopes of making the next round or getting into the semifinals were dashed uh, fairly early on when the team suffered a 6 nothing defeat to the North Carolina Courage. Um, I honestly, I think maybe I watched a little bit of the highlights of this game. Just a bad performance overall. And I, I think maybe a worrying, I think we all kind of went into this thinking, you know, okay, here's a chance for some guy players to step up and, you know, Ashley Hatch to show, you know, what, you know, hey, what, what, what show why Vlaco was wrong. And I'll get into a little bit about what I think about what Vlaco did, leaving her off the roster, considering some things that happened with the team. Um, but, you know, here, here's a chance for some players to, to show out. And I think after this Carolina game, we're like, dear Lord, can the spirit players just come right now? Like, <laughs> You know, wouldn't it be great if they didn't make it uh, very far in the tournament and could come back immediately? We'd be the monkey paw curled, and uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, boy, man, you wish on the monkey paw, man. What are you doing? But anyway, yeah, so it, bad result. Again, it comes in the Challenge Cup. I, I think maybe it was a – I think maybe it was a good maybe a good thing in, in disguise considering the next two games. I think maybe it was a wake-up call for the entire team uh, that – Hey, and maybe, and maybe it was Mark Parsons being like, I mean, you got the, here's an opportunity for you guys to show me who maybe wants some minutes, who wants some opportunities out there. And you once guys really didn't shoot back. Yeah. Once the cavalry comes back, you know, who's going to be left. You have a lot of players that are on, you know, month contracts, you know, sort of replacement players coming in. Uh, that's not a performance that makes me want to really think about playing any of you all. Uh, and then they responded. They came out and got a four-two uh, win uh, over over Gotham FC. Uh, obviously, the biggest the biggest story being uh, Ashley Hatch with two goals and Chloe Ricketts being the youngest NWSL goal scorer, uh, finally getting off the mark and getting a goal scored. So 
Uh, and then obviously, I, I think the more I, that that was a good win, and that was certainly a good match. But for me, I think the biggest, the, the one that was really for me, the biggest one was I think on the road against Orlando Pride uh, team. They I believe did not do well against the last time they played, uh, gutting out a results, and then Speckmeyer with an absolute blast, just an absolute firecracker at the end of that match to pull out a one nothing victory. Like I said, I think those two games really didn't mean much. You know, they are not games that mean much in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but I think they give you a little bit of motivation. Uh, obviously, the women's national team has been eliminated from the World Cup. Uh, it would not surprise me if we still do not see them until September, uh, because I think that the I think there's still also I believe regardless of what happens, there are still like a send off or celebration game that's going to oh, take place. Goodness. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I believe that's still in the cards and that's still going to happen. I don't know if Listen, it happens right away or or however I'm, it happens. I bet Vladko is very excited about that. I think he's really excited I, to get in front of home fans who really want to let him know how happy <laughs> they are with the performance of the club. Or the I, I, I don't. I do not even think that. Uh, yep, September twenty first against South Africa. So a little bit of a ways away, um, but but very much, uh, very much uh, going to happen. I think you have you you'll have a new coach, uh, new coach by then. So they could bring uh, Ashley Sanchez and not play her again. Yeah, yeah. We'll that get into that. Happen. We'll get into that into a minute. But but um, I just want I just want to say from the from the results perspective. It's also good to look at that Gotham game as they went down two nothing in I think like twelve minutes. That's true. And then they just they just went crazy. They just mm-hmm. they just went crazy. And then since then it's like the, it's like a switch flipped. Uh, it, it, it you would have thought after the six nothing, the two goals that occurred uh, against Gotham early, I think it, it finally happened for him. It just didn't hit hit at the start of the ninety the way that maybe Mark would have wanted. But I think that this this team is in a good spot, getting those reinforcements back whenever they come. Uh, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever that part comes, I want to talk sort of about what we can take away from this sort of period with the club. Uh, Chloe Ricketts is the player, or is, is, it seems to be the player that they were very excited about when they signed. And Mark Parsons talked a lot about not bringing her along too quickly, not overwhelming her, not challenging her beyond her physical capabilities as a, as a young person. Uh, and the thing that excites me most about her is she has a unique skill set uh, that you don't see a lot in the women's game uh, where she is uh, uh, an offensively talented player who is also sort of a, bra- a brawler and will throw her weight around and players I don't think like to play against already. She'll get stuck in in a tackle. She will get yellow cards because she's going to get stuck in, but she also has, she has the confidence to take on players in the dribble. She's going to shoot. I remember, you remember at the beginning of her career when she would shoot, like there was no power behind the shots and it was just, it just like, it looked, she looked every part 15, right? Like that's yeah. just how she looked. Well, the work that they've done with her this year and both in building her confidence and I assume her strength, she's in a really good spot. The fact that now, you know, Ashley Sanchez is still the preferred player in that spot. It's great to have gotten her these minutes in these games and get this confidence that she's a different, she can be a difference maker off the bench now in in a real way, rather than sort of 10 minute cameos, 15 minute cameos and not really, we're not really expecting much of her. Now I think you can say, we're not going to give you the keys to this club yet, but we do, we're going to expect the, the fire that you can bring for that, however amount of time. Uh, and to sort of maybe change his game up if it's needed. I'm excited. I'm these uh, spirit fans are lucky that we've got this this sort of youth, this young player 
who is not a national team candidate yet. So she's not going like, you know, she won't miss games. <laughs> it's, it's nice to have those, those players that, you know, aren't going to go anywhere. Um, but she's, she's looked every bit the part of she's looks as advertised. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think what one of the, and we'll get into this to a minute when we talk about, I think the U S women's national team, I mean, one of the discussions that was happening among circles was, you know, how is Rose, you know, we have Rose Lavelle, who's an incredibly talented player, very technical player on the dribble, creative, you know, where, how do we go find more players like that? And I think what you see from Ashley San and Ashley Sanchez is one of those players and Chloe Ricketts is those players are out there. They exist. Like Chloe, Chloe Ricketts is not a, you know, she's not an athletic, strong player, at least not at this point. Um, and gonna, you know, I think her low center of balance equips her well in those, in those battles. Right. Yeah. So and I mean, she the, comes out on top. Those players exist for the for the U.S. women's team. They just need to be integrated into this roster and be trusted in this roster. Um, that we don't need to be the might or the athleticism that needs to be our main game. So, um, you know, that's that's certainly something to get excited about with her. I, I was maybe a little bit skeptical of her after a couple of games. I was like, she looks fifteen. This might be a long one. I would say from the past couple games and what we've seen, um, she started to, you know, like you said. Get that, get that strength training in. Um, you know, really start to build that up uh, to where she can and start to look more comfortable. Um, I wanted to go full heel. I'm thinking about like the way her play style. I thought Ben Olsen for a second, and then mm-hmm. I was thinking Carlos Ruiz. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about sort of like the like the physicality of the player. Like if she gets also like uh, other teams hating her and trying to like bring her down all the time and getting and and sort of like the the universal heel that sort of. There aren't a lot of that, right? There isn't that. That is not a role you typically see in the women's game. Who's mm-hmm. like the player who's going out to drive other teams insane? I think I think she has a little bit of that in her. I think that would be an interesting development in uh, in in the women's game to have that as a that archetype being available to a player to be like, wow, I hate playing against this person. I would very much like to tackle this person. And plus, she has the offense. So Carlos uh, Carlos Ruiz is my that's that's my that's my player comp that I think of in my head. Yeah, I mean, and and I think, I mean, sort of taking a step back, I mean, the, those are the things, I mean, we talk about, you know, what makes, what makes a successful window. I think we maybe discussed that a little bit heading into this, you know, what would be considered a success heading into this window? And I think what we really said is we want player, we want more players that we can know can come in and make a difference because once you removed Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez and Ashley Hatch from this team, Offensively, it was like who know. I have no clue what to expect from this team. You know, Paige Mateo was a was a really nice early find, but she's more of a center midfield, hold the ball up. You know, maybe provide a little bit of a linking play. She's not going to be a creative force. So, I mean, I look at players like uh, Solano. I thought also showed well, um, and did. I thought she she had some good moments uh, where she really sort of you know really. And considering considering what this team had in the draft, and I think what they've gotten out of this has been excellent. Uh, they did not have a lot of high draft picks, uh, so it makes me even more excited. What happens once this team actually does get high draft picks? I'm not sure what their um, what their uh, yeah, what their question. what their draft situation looks like. We tried to assume one time, and it didn't look. But you know, considering what Mark Parsons has been able to do to sort of find you know players like Solano and Mateo, uh, I think I think bodes well for this team moving forward. I, mean, I, I I think Paige has suffered a little bit in this period. I think she's a player that is certainly uh, helped by having the national team players around her mm-hmm. on the field. <clears throat> I think I think she sort of became somewhat anonymous in some of these games. So I think she'll definitely be excited to have these players come <laughs> back. 
<laughs> having having to look for ball look look for Ashley Sanchez to be the be the main creative force out there yeah. uh, for sure. I think that definitely draws attention away from her and allows her to do her thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, uh, Riley Tanner also had a fantastic World Cup. Then the players mm-hmm. going to come in. I wonder what kind of minutes she can expect. She had a major. She was a she was a key contributor for Panama. So yeah, we'll she had, she she was brought off the bench and, and had some and had some moments where she I think she almost had a goal. No spirit players scored in this World Cup, uh, but I would say of the players out there that came the closest, despite having Trina Robert there, I think Riley Tanner might have been the closest uh, of yep. some of the games I watched. I, I'm not saying I, I mean I think probably Trina Robin had some chances. She was certainly maybe next closest or right there up there. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I think she had, she had an excellent, um, an excellent uh, world cup, all things considered, especially considering Panama is not a team that was expected to go far in this tournament. So and the goal also in the last game too, against uh, who's that against uh, France. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was wild. Um, wild. Um, also, she mentioned Tori Huster making her return back, uh, which is certainly a welcome sight. I don't know if we really gathered enough data on her to see nope, whether she still has it. So we'll have to, I'll be curious to see what her role is. Is she a player you bring in when you're up one, nothing and you just want to hold the game down and, and try to keep, uh, keep things settled? Or does she weave her way into a starting lineup? Does Paige Mateo lose her spot? I think they play pretty similarly. If I call it correctly. Yeah. I bet, I bet she's a, she's a sub, I think for going forward. Yeah, for the rest of the season, but still, her, her and Bailey Feist coming back only yes. depth only adds depth in the midfield. It's a good thing for this club in, in the run up. Yep, yep. And again, um, the uh, the I think uh, the Spirit have slipped to like down the table a little bit, uh, but they are the t- the table is still just as tight as always. So certainly good to have them back in. I'll be curious to know. We, I I don't think we have any details on the returning Spirit players. I know Christy Mewis is currently still in Australia um, watching. Uh, her partner um, or good teammate uh, or sportsmanship <laughs> friend, depending on who you depending on who you ask. Hopefully, uh, we all get that joke and uh, <laughs> do not send angry letters to the show. No, we, we all we all in on the joke. I think everybody's in on that joke every time they're posted. It's it's quite funny, but um, but yeah. So uh, I think I think I would not expect those players uh, those players to return. Um, at least for this game, maybe you'll see them in the next couple of games. I'm gonna be, I'll be curious to see who returns, who who wants to maybe get back at it and and keep pushing. Does a player like Ashley Sanchez say, "Nope, I want to get back. I did not get a single minute here. I need to go show the next coach that I'm ready to rock and roll." Does the Trinity Robin feel pretty confident in her position and say, "Yep, I think I'm 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 going to take a little rest and a little break here." Aubrey, I don't know. come back. Aubrey, come back. <laughs> Although yeah, I gotta let's... say, Nicole Barnhart certainly improved. I, I I was negative on her in the early couple games uh, where the spirit looked kind of lost. She was not commanding her box. Uh, she got better. She got yeah. better. I think she had had a couple years of not playing and then was immediately thrust into every game. So I think I was probably a little hard on her. But by the I, end of game four or five, she she had it. She had. I I think it's like anything. It's I, she still goes out there and makes good saves. Um, I think she had a couple really good saves against Orlando in particular. I think that kept that team in this game. Um, I think obviously the moment I think maybe you're thinking about, I think the second goal is either the first or the second goal for New York is she bumbles it and leaves it right for another player. Um, yep. So certainly I think maybe they're, you know, again, she is 41 years old. Goalkeepers have a long lifespan, but I think, I think maybe I feel comfortable enough knowing if, you know, Kingsbury has a knock and we need to put her into a game. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, Oh dear Lord, it's going to be, watch out the things could be bad um if she has to start the whole season i'm maybe a little less 
a little less improved on our, our chances. Not to say she still was solid, but I mean, it's this just is, not, yeah. It gives you a good, uh, it gives you a good sort of case study for why these clubs need a reserve league or something. She can't, this, the, a player cannot be expected to go like four years between starts and then just roll out only having <laughs> practiced and be like, yeah, hey, good, good luck. Play, play in the best league in the world. So her, her, her having some starts in between the last four years probably would have been helpful to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either, to, to the end, you know, we, we talked about where we'd like to see this team end up. I don't think the Challenge Cup really mattered to us. We wanted to see this team develop some some additional players. And I think we did that. Uh, and I think we got some confidence running towards the end, which is maybe the best case. The best case scenario would have been to advance in the Challenge Cup and have some games to play for in that way. Uh, but the second best one is where we're at. So I'm 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 reasonably happy. And no and no major injuries. Savannah Savannah Kuhlman tore her ACL for the five thousandth time, I think. Uh, yeah. But that was in practice. Um, and I don't think she, uh, you know, she had not really impacted the club so far. So uh, Lena Solano of the of that sort of group, Nicole Douglas and Lena Solano have certainly been the players who have uh, figured the most. And Lena Solano has been the one that I think was most. Uh, creatively impactful over the, over this break. So I'm like, like you said, happy to see her develop some and, and get into the, the depth chart. Yeah. Um, so I think it sets up the team. Well, um, they will have their next game coming up on the 19th. I believe that's in Houston. I'll have to go back and check just to be 100% certain, but they do play Houston on the 19th. Um, so we'll we'll see who comes out. I'm sure there'll be some press availability where maybe we can get in, uh, get in some questions. Yep. It will be in Houston. So, uh, team Houston currently ninth in the table. Uh, so like I said, the Spirit, if you case keep an update on the way the standings are, uh, the Spirit are currently in fifth, uh, but they are two points, two points. back, <laughs> two points back on North Carolina. So there is uh, there is two points between first and fifth right now. So it is incredibly tight. Uh, this team will have their players back, and I think they will be ready to make a charge. And I think, like you said, the second best thing is I think I think they gained some depth out of this out of this tournament. They Just gained play. Mm-hmm. Right, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, I think they gain depth and I think they gain guys. Now off the bench, I'm not like, you know, I'm like, well, I think Solana would work best in this situation. Let's bring her out and let's do this. Or let's bring Chloe Ricketts out here. I think this game's a little bit too tight. So I, I don't think we really knew that coming into uh, coming yeah. into this break. We get we got an, we got an opportunity to know the players a little bit better, mm-hmm. I think. I, th- I just, just wanted to draw, you were talking about how tight it is at the top. Last place is 15 points for Casey Current in 15 mm-hmm. games. Uh, I, I think DC United would chew their arm off for uh, a one goal per or a one point per game sort of average. Like <laughs> that, that is not equal last place in MLS. The the, the league has some serious parity. Casey, I think, has turned it around a little. Got two wins in five. So for a last place team with only fifteen points, they're they're turning things around. San Diego yeah. Wave had a. As, I'm looking at the form guide basically. North Carolina has turned it around. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about them in the beginning of the year, having lost to Binia. Uh, as being a club that was in, in rebuild mode and not really competing for it this year. Once again, making a fool of us all is making any projections about any of the NWSL clubs. Uh, you will be wrong. Angel City sitting in 10th. <laughs> so just, you know, other than Portland being around the, around the top, everything else is a crapshoot. Yeah, I, never, I think you're seeing... Never speculate. You're seeing that the teams start to eat towards the top. But again, it's still, it's still incredibly tight, uh, regardless of how you slice it. Um, with these teams, so one win, one win from fifth to one is what tells you all you need to know. Yeah, so it's going to be it's it, it's going to be a fun. I think that's going to be a fun conclusion of the season once the World Cup gets out. I don't know what the boost. I don't think there's going to be maybe much of the boost that the NWSL <laughs> wanted. 
but, I would say maybe a negative boost. I think there might be like a, a they, they, hopefully they didn't run too many ads about NWSL during the World Cup. They should want to separate themselves <laughs> from it. Like, oh, I don't know about that. All we know is there's a league in the United States. So you guys should watch it. I don't know about what just happened for the last month. But, you know, to to say that they still have the Olympics coming up next year. I think you're going to see a different national team. I, I'm still I feel like there was a lot of fatalism um, around the U.S. women's national team. Let, let's get into it maybe a little bit. Nice. A lot of people talking about how, oh, man, this is the end, the United States. And I and I, I was quick to remind people, I guess I guess the women did go out and they made semifinals back in 99. But I mean, I mean, I was looking, I'm like, this team has had moments where they were very much not invincible. Um, and those moments came, you know, 99, they didn't, they didn't make a world cup or win a world cup or make a final from, you know, they won it in 99 and then it was 01, 03, 07. And then finally in 2011, they remade a final. I think they won some gold medals in the middle of that. So, you know, certainly they were, they were good there, but I mean, this team has had moments where they did not have good, I would say good or convincing world cups. Um, it does feel a little different. It does feel like. I think from this World Cup, we've seen we've seen a lot of teams struggle too. Canada comes off a gold medal; they get completely bounced out. Brazil gets bounced out in the group stage. Uh, France, you know, Germany. also ends early. Germany also, I think, had it even worse. So, I mean, we're seeing a a changing tide. And I think um, I think what really struck me about this Women's World Cup is I think a lot of other a lot of other countries have started to realize that. Well, the best the best development is still in the U.S., but and we can go out and we can go find players that have grandmas who were Irish, or you know grandfathers that were Philip, you know, or Panama, or you know, I think in this case, I think in Riley Tanner's case, parent a parent that was uh, from Panama, and we can say, look, you know, you, you know, you we know you're not going to be on the national team. How would you want to come and maybe go to a World Cup and and play that way? So I think we we saw that that was all across the board. Uh, and, and it's still something that has happened. I think it's you're seeing a lot of countries look at this as sort of a a shortcut to getting high quality talent in and and winning. And you know, I think there is some controversy around it. You know, going after you know Riley Tanner probably doesn't know the struggle that a lot of these probably these Panamanian girls have have brought in. But I think she came in. She sounds like for me, she came in with a really humble attitude. Uh, Seems really like they're glad to have her. I think. Yeah. I think you know naturalization is nothing new in the men's game. Oh yeah. And I think this is, I think this is certainly a very reasonable way to expect. I mean, Riley, Tan- they're not bringing in ringers. Marissa yeah. Shiva and, and Riley Tanner from the spirit are both players. Riley Tanner has gotten like five minutes for the spirit. Uh, Marissa Shiva has become a, you know, a contributor. Uh, I, I think, you know, we'll talk about the U S specifically. The, the pundits are saying a lot of stuff that is true. A lot of stuff that's not true. I think, it's undeniable that the rest of the world is getting better. I think you can say whatever you want about what, what that means for the U S I think to all the clubs that you just named, not making it out of the group stage or not advancing who are overwhelming favorites <laughs> tells you that the very, the variability that it's increased means that the overall floor of the teams that are making, other than there's been a few that were pretty bad, but the floor has raised. You're getting a lot of, you're getting professional outfits because you're getting professional leagues across the world that are taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, I think it's, I think it's good. I don't, I'm not, I'm not tremendously listeners of this show, both of this and United 96. Well, no, I'm not a huge national team fan or aficionado or follower, but like, I think it's more exciting in the sort of neutral position that I'm in where, and Ted pointed out that it's not been this way forever, but in recent history, it has been 
I think it's more exciting if the club doesn't enter every tournament as the overwhelming odds on favorite where, you know, if they don't win the championship, they failed. Like I, I think it's better overall for the game that, you know, that, that it's, there's stakes. You're going in, you're saying, you know, we didn't do it last time. We got new players. We got a new coach. We got a new mm-hmm. system. Who knows? We're going to, we're going to do our best. I think that that will also obviate some of the criticism that people felt about whatever the mentality was going in. If they thought that players like, well, this is, we're going to get this in a walk because we have gotten it in a walk before. Now you haven't. So now, so now that that's out the window. That can't be, that can't be either a mindset or a perceived mindset because it's gone. Where invincibility right. cloak has been pierced. So I, I, I kind of draw, I think there were some parallels I kind of felt about this tournament that I think were, were in the air uh, when this team uh, qualified in 2015 and they were heading into the World Cup. I think, you know, you looked at, Mega Rapino is a legend and I'm, I'm very, I'm very sad that this is kind of the way she goes out. Um, I There are a lot of people out there that are, act very disingenuously towards her. By the way, the Fox Sports coverage has been the worst thing about this World Cup. There are good people there doing some good work. Um, I love JP Della Camera. I love some of the, 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 the color commentators that they've hired. The studio work with Carly Lloyd and, uh, and Alexi Lawless. Uh, and then that dude goes on X or Twitter or whatever we're calling it right now and just says some of the most absolutely awful stuff. I mean, I, I think I sat through, I think I sat through like analysis and there were some people there that were providing some thoughtful analysis. They were breaking down. Here's how this goal happened. And Alexi Lawless just went off the most unbelievable dribble. Like it was like, he wasn't even really breaking anything down. He was just saying things in the game. And it's just like, I, 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 for the life of me, I do not. I, I want somebody. I want something to come out or something to rip away the rights uh, from from Fox because they are just. It's 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 awful. It's terrible. The the Qatar stuff was bad. This stuff was almost was worse, and it really did feel like it felt like to me with this World Cup, it was just all built around the U.S. women's team, and that's all. And once they're out, it's like all right, bare bones. We're we're going to keep the studio. We're going to keep everything going, but we're we're not going to do anything. And, and that to me is just like when I would watch ESPN produce World Cups. Yes, the U.S. was still there. They were still, you know, a main focus. When their game was coming up, they would cover it. But they still kept – they educated you about all the other players. They talked about all the, everything else. And Fox still does that, but it just – it doesn't feel like the effort is there now, now that the um, the women are out. And they're still like – it's like they don't know what to do themselves. The commercial that they ran was just all women – U.S. women focused. I, and I, I hated it. I was just like – I hated it. I and sort of like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like I get it. It's and the grants committee is not a big deal, but it just shows me this is what the entire World Cup is going to be about, and it's not going to be about the fact that this is a tournament of nations of different players coming together. And the U.S. is a part of it, and they're a major favorite, but they're not like the primary focus. And now you know they're out in the round of sixteen, so you, you have to almost like talk about some of this. And there have been some great games. Colombia versus England was an incredibly fun game to watch. Colombia also, I mean, a team I think that. I mean, what what I guess what the most what I've been most impressed with is that I would it's yes right now it's more it's still very Euro you have England um, England Australia p- sort of your more perennial powers but you had Nigeria and you had um, Nigeria was a penalty kick shootout away from advancing over England which would have been amazing you had uh, Colombia take a lead against England like you had 
you had teams that stepped up in a big way and, and, you know, now we're going to have a new winner of the world cup. So I just feel like there's a lot more to that. And I don't want to get off on that tangent, but I mean, to me, it's just, I feel like maybe I'd be more interested in a lot of the old, more of the older over the shoulder stuff. If it wasn't Fox producing it, because it's just been so, so bad, so bad. And again, the way, the way, you know, the way Carly Lloyd went after the women's team for taking pictures with fans was just, so awful. And then the way Rapino has been treated by a section of the media run by also the same guy that owns, uh, that owns the, um, the same network, uh, that is also producing a lot of the propaganda we see, um, in this, in this country. And then also owns the sports network that hosts the women's world cup. Um, it's just been, it's been bad. It's been awful. And I feel, I feel so, so sorry for her that that's just the way she has to go out. Um, and also the people saying she missed the penalty kick on purpose is just so blindly Who ridiculous. Said that? Oh, there have been plenty of people that have talked about it. No, no one's serious, I will say. But like mm. a lot of the a lot of the detractors, a lot of people that don't like Megan Rapino, you know, are are the same ones that are like, oh, I think she missed it on purpose. Like, no, she didn't. Stop I, it. Shut I, up. I that's dumb. I, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna give too much oxygen to the to the whole thing. I think it's I think it was unavoidable. I think I think it, I think felt, it felt inevitable, which was weird. It did feel like it was like it's going to happen, whether it's Sweden or Japan. It feels inevitable. Um, it was, I mean, specifically with her, I think that the like it just a player at the end of their career that has you know through through no through not a full part of like her, had become polarizing for mm-hmm. you know, and I you know take that for whatever it's worth. <laughs> I thought the, the dumbest thing about it. Like to your point, where you can tell it's people reveling in their in their preconceived biases. Uh, the fact that she was like, you know, the, the laughing after the missing it—that is so like it was so obvious what that was mm-hmm. to anybody that's not that does not been brain poisoned. Like it's quite clearly like an a, a, a being overwhelmed by absurdity, right? By like the the cosmic joke that is the end of her career. And that that's the way she's that's the way she's like handling that that like horrible thing to happen to her and the club or the the team people who are like she's la- like she doesn't care it's not serious like you are in this is like an intentional misrepresentation that is solely about like your political identity it's not anything about and you know people have said already the annoyance of having people who actually do not like the sport do not like the team do not like and are just opining that happens, right? That happens during mm-hmm. world cups all the time. Men's women all happens all the time. I think, you know, there was, you know, Alexi Lawless was talking about sort of, uh, wanting people to be happy about the team, like, you know, be proud of the team. They don't want it. And like some people don't want to have politics. That's fine. But I think there's the fine line. The fine line is like between, rooting against someone because you don't like their politics versus just not paying attention. That's an option. Mm -hmm. Like in life, I think that's a valuable thing. Like, like if you don't like somebody, don't hate what, don't root for them to fail. Don't, don't watch something just to tear someone down. Just, you know, it's not your thing. Fine. Doesn't have to be nothing. Everything isn't for everybody. And, and I think it's a lot better off when people just let things that they don't agree with, just elide them, go do something else. Touch yeah. grass, play something else. But you know, it's it was uh it was it to get back to sort of the, the play on the field, like it was uh 
after after the Vietnam game, a two a two nothing squeaker. Three nothing. Uh, was it three nothing? I, I think it was three nothing. Uh, you might be right. Uh, you know, if you just watch the, the the knives were out for Vladko almost immediately on player selection with mm-hmm. Williams, Ashley Sanchez. Not we, you know, our our axe was Ashley Sanchez. I don't think the rest of the country was <laughs> as as agitated about it. We were, I was, we were certainly there. We were mad. Yeah, I don't. I, I you know, I, I, I can understand. I can. I, I feel like it's it's sort of a missed opportunity from a perspective that it just kind of felt like Vlaco. And, and apparently, you know, from what we're hurt, what we're told, I, I forget the player. There's a player that was injured that I think Vlaco really liked, and I think he fit the style he wanted the team to be. I think Vlaco suffered and, and his undoing. I think honestly, he is closer to Greg Berhalter than I think a lot of people will want to admit. Even though I think people intertwine Greg Berhalter and 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 Vlaco, uh, Vlaco I think is even more. It was like he, this is the system I want to play. This is how I want to do this. And it was like there was you know once you know once uh, Mally Swanson went down, it was like not a thought of okay, how do I shift the team now because she was going to be a major part and she was. For a while there, when she was lighting up, I'm like, oh, man, she's going to light up this World Cup. Like she was – I think if she's out there, I do not think this team gets eliminated the way they do, um, honestly and truthfully. She was, she was incredible leading up, leading up to this World, to this world Cup. Um, but I, I, I think he just did not – he was so entrenched in how he wanted to play. And I think what we saw from Greg was he Greg shifted things around or did things differently. And I, so I don't, I don't get the comparison – between the two, because I think I think Greg was willing to admit sometimes when things didn't go wrong, and it felt like in this World Cup it was so clear. The Vietnam game, maybe not, but certainly after the Netherlands game, and certainly after the Portugal game, it was like this is not working. But it's almost like at that point it's too late to try to make something up. It was too yep. late, and I just wish maybe you know early on maybe you throw out and in Ashley Sanchez, you know you're not getting much offensively. Try her out there. Maybe give her an opportunity. Give her a chance. Give some other players a chance. I mean, also you look at. I think she brought. It was Alana Cook is the is the is the younger player, sort of the shock addition, and she left out Ashley Sanchez or Ashley uh, Hatch. You know, this team struggled with finishing. They actually, I think I I saw like a breakdown of their stats between this World Cup and the previous World Cup. They did up until the round of sixteen, and actually, like their average expected goals was maybe a little bit less. They still generated plenty of chances. Like they still played well. It was just such a clear, so clear that there was like a missing, there was a missing just like killer instinct. And I feel like there were play like Ashley Hatch would have been one of them. You know, Ashley Sanchez would have been one of them. You know, he talked about wanting Sanchez and Rodman to develop a better partnership and then did not play them a single minute. And it's just yeah. like, Malarkey. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it, it felt like just a bad World Cup. I, I don't think he was the right one to call. I feel like this was a World Cup where there was an over-reliance on, on older players. And I feel like it, it's honestly his – I feel like there was a missed opportunity to really sort of move on from those players. And I feel like it should have – it honestly, in my opinion, it should have happened after the Olympics. After the Olympics, yeah. it should have been immediately – we got we to gotta, we gotta start working on the next. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tail in – um, you know, and you look at who, I mean, record Rapino did not have a good world cup. She was, she was bad. She was not dynamic. Her service was, was awful. She did not, she came off the bench and there were maybe some other players, maybe you throw in to do something different. Um, so, and that was the, I think the lot, that was the maddening thing for a lot of people was, I think it was like the one sub, I think it was Netherlands and Portugal. He made one sub and I think Sweden as well. 
maybe Portugal, he made some more subs. But I know there were two games definitely that he makes one sub in that entire game. Um, ben Olsen asks uh, substitution patterns. And, and that just shows like, I mean, you, you bring a roster, you have five subs you can use. I don't know. It, it just, it, it felt, it really felt like this felt, this still feels to me like a missed opportunity. I feel like this team could have still come in with the talent. The talent is still there. Anyone, you know, Hercules Gomez talking about, whoa, like, oh, uh, look at our list of top 50 young players or women's players and how many of them are on the U.S. national team. I'm like, dude, just you be quiet. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The very scientific uh, ESPN FC. Ranking that was that. that was so ridiculous. I mean, just Moses some, of that, some of that discourse, some of that discourse was just so. Um, and it, it doesn't mean I'm saying that I think that, that I think everybody's wrong when they say the world's gotten better. We've talked about it, the world's gotten better. I think the U.S. could still be good. They could still be dominant. Um, I'm, 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 I'm curious to see what the what the future looks like. And there's an Olympics coming up. I'll be curious to see what they do with it. Um, do you think? Do you think it? So you know, Vlaco had no plan B, right? He had he mm-hmm. had one he had one strategy, and tried to uh, square peg round hole when he had injuries. Do you think there's anything to the fact that the, and I, maybe this isn't the case with the women's the U.S. women's team because they seem to be playing all the time because they make so much money the, the the federation does so they got 30 games a year it feels like do you think it's something about international coaching that you don't get enough time with players that you can really have you know different systems that you can switch and, and plug or and, and you just have to pick, pick one drill it and just hope that it works out or do you think it's just a, a coaching failing on this particular case I think I think it's a coach in failing. I, I think it is also I think there's something to the effect that this was a coach that the the players wanted. And I think based off everything, they they earned the right to maybe make that decision. I think they should still definitely have a say. Um, but I think there is there is an argument to be made. You know, sometimes what you want is not what you need, um, in a lot of cases. What I will say, I mean, you still you don't want to hire somebody that everybody hates uh, because then you get bad situations. But I think there, there's a middle ground you can find. You could see the pendulum swing probably here with the federation about players coach versus maybe something else. One one thing one thing to consider is the the sort of changing the changing atmosphere of women's soccer in general. In that, I, I, I don't know. I think the contract situation might still be the same where they are on the national team. They still get paid. Uh, you know, a yearly salary from the national team, but there is a very much a difference in that. Now they also, they are primarily contracted through their clubs now. Like there's no subsidy subsidy going on with the NWSL. And I think that maybe made things a little bit easier to dictate certain things, to keep certain players healthy. Uh, now they feel like they probably can't do that because it's like, well, now they they have a contract with Portland. Portland's paying them. They want, you know, they want, uh, you know, Chicago, Chicago wants Valerie Swanson out there when she's healthy out there playing week in, week out. They want Christian Press out there. Um, I mean, I, I think but I think it stems more from I, I think there I think we talk about a team in transition. I feel like anytime you try to keep keep sort of your toes in both waters, they well, we're going to be a team of transition, but not too much. You run into issues. And I think, I think that's ultimately the downfall of this team. They did not maybe look look at some other options and then maybe also then try those options in, in different, in better moments to maybe get something better. I also think, you know, they suffered some catastrophic injuries. I, I think this tournament's different if Mallory Swanson's out there. So, you know, we'll see. I, the Olympics are going to be fascinating and I think this team could easily come out and suddenly, you know, put other players out there and go out and win the Olympics. I think that could absolutely happen. So, and then everything's back to, everything's back and the U S is back. 
it's a it's the the classic gif of like we are so back <laughs> so yep. all right anything else you want to add to this game so just didn't give me minutes i think that's a sh- i think that's a shame um i think i hope the next coach comes in can see her talent and she can get an opportunity uh just as a player you want to bring in a player that can that can do what roosevelt does she can do that um and I think she is, it's an incredible waste of her talent not to be out there. Uh, Kingsbury didn't get me minutes. That's probably expected. I don't think Alyssa Nair was the problem. So that's probably no. going to continue. I, uh, I'm, I'm, do you think Trinity Rodman has her stock hurt at all going forward with how the team performed in general? I, I thought she was one of the better players out there. I, and listening to the discourse, I don't think you're anybody's for pointing that out. I think actually maybe there's a little bit of disappointment with Sophia Smith. Um, I think Samia Smith came out, shot out of a cannon, first goal, first four minutes of the, of the tournament, and then really her weaknesses started to show. I think you had Trendy Rodman. I think of the Sweden game in particular, Trendy Rodman looked really good. She was one of the better players out there for the team. I don't think her stock has hurt at all. I think maybe you're talking about maybe a player who got her stock hurt the most um, of the spirit players. I would say it is um, undoubtedly Andy, Andy Sullivan. Although her best game of the tournament was the last one. Yeah, so I think it's a tournament. I, I think it's going to be interesting what's going to happen with the new coach that's running because I, I don't think Vlaco is going to be there. I'm surprised, actually, it has not already been announced that he's gone. Maybe they're waiting to see, you know, honestly, whether they want to keep the director of soccer operations, so they need to go out and hire somebody for that role. Um, World Cup is right around the corner, so it's like you can't even really take a break. Right. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Um Thank you guys so, so much for listening. We were going to continue to try to do the show. Wow, we did an hour of this and we're doing an hour. We're just keep writing along. That's um, what happens when you take a little bit of a break. You just have a lot of words you want to get out. That's what we yep. get. You got a little words to get out. Absolutely. All right, folks. Again, Kindred Spears, check us out. Patreon.com slash RQRFGs. You get both shows right here all in one feed. All lots of fun. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll check you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos.